Well, we're here. We're back. Doing a quick little intro to this episode, uh, which we just wrapped up doing. And I felt like it was a good episode. Yeah, it's it on... Um, we talked about why guys can't be vulnerable or why, why men can't open up in our culture these days. Yes, and talked about the culture. Uh, there is a, a warning. There is some explicit language. We play a, kip, a clip from TikTok... Um, I think the F-bombs dropped in there once or twice, and then we played a Joe Rogan clip where yeah, there's... Probably some language in there, same, too. Some language in there. So this one isn't for the kiddos, um, but uh, we just... Well, at least the first, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, but then you say something. Uh, say, That's like 20 minutes in, oh, man. come on. So anyways, okay. let's just uh, listen to it, give us some feedback. But yeah, we'd love it, to hear you. But we do talk about uh, kind of some problems with our culture of men being vulnerable. Yeah, we'd love your feedback too. The DC Experiment. when you were at your lowest? Who is that one person? Nobody. I'm a man. No one cares. Not a single soul. Nobody. No one. Because I'm all alone. I think I speak for um, a lot of people when I say um, I, I don't call anyone. Nobody. I'm a guy. Nobody gives a shit. Speaking for the guys when I say this, literally no one. Y'all call someone? Nobody. Just nobody. No one's talking to nobody. You guys. No one. I'm a man. No one cares. No one. Not a single fucking person. I wouldn't call anyone. I wouldn't turn to a single person on this earth because they don't care. They will just find a way to use it against me one day. We, we, we can call someone? Yeah, that's it. That's the clip right there. That's heavy. That is heavy. Woo! That so. Welcome to the DC Experiment, folks. Um, I'm Dennis, and I'm Caleb. And Dennis reached out to me this week and and shared this clip off a of TikTok about uh, kind of a epidemic, maybe, of men that have no one to talk to. Or to who do they confide in was the question. Who do you, the little caption at the top yeah. of that TikTok clip was, who do you reach out to in time of need? Right. And answer after answer after answer was no one. No one. No one. And I, I think that is really common among men. I mean, I, I, I've been talking to a bunch of my guy friends and... They say the same thing. You know, sometimes we talk about stuff with the guy friends. And you and I, Caleb, talk about things. And, you know, we get deep with each other. We yeah. have a relationship that's been built for a long time. But, man. <clears throat> when I, I saw that clip, dude, sorry to interrupt you. When no, I saw ahead. that clip, it made me thankful for you. Yeah, certainly. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, but I have a it really also, good friend I can talk to. be honest, it, I almost started crying when I saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me a little bit emotional, you know, because I, I, I think it, I think the word you use epidemic, I mean, that's, that's a great word for it because, but it's been happening for a long time. I mean, to be honest. A you, cultural, uh, I think it's a it cultural is. thing that's gone on yeah. for generations. It really man. has, you know, they got, 
men coming back from World War One, World War Two. Yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't talk about it. Yeah, no. They stuffed it. They were told, "Hey, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Right. You're a man. Figure it out. You're Go deal with life. And that pervasive cultural expression, "You're a man." Yeah. Right. You should be able to handle it or whatever. Right. Right has caused so much destruction mm-hmm. to to men in general, just because I don't think we were designed to just suck it up, pull up our big boy pants and suck it up and figure it out. Right. Well, I think it, um, so many men feel that way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You, like you're told, especially especially as an adult. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's programs and stuff for young kids and teenagers, all stuff. But when you get out to adulthood, right. you're you're kind of told you have to have everything figured out. You have to have everything figured out, and you go make your own way. Well, whether you're told or not, I mean, you're an adult. You kind of do. Kind of expected just, to figure it yeah, all out, right? And the thing is, we have no clue. Right. Nobody has any clue what they're doing, and then you're left all alone. And uh, man, I need to pull up that clip. There's a clip that Joe Rogan talks about how. A lot of men live in a quiet desperation. Yeah. Pri- uh, kind of a prison of quiet desperation in their right. lives. You know, a lot of that, though, is self-made. You know, I, I I don't tell you everything. And I don't tell my guy friends everything. Why do you think that is? Just out of curiosity. It's fear is what it is. Fear of judgment? Oh, all kinds of things. Yeah. Judgment, shame. Um, you know, embarrassment, uh, I, guess, I guess that's shame. Uh, you know, guys, we don't want to be vulnerable with each other. Now, here's, here's some reasons. Again, culturally, right? Uh, the, I'm reading this from, I guess you would call this a meme. It's just something I saw on the internet. And this is just a couple of examples of celebrities, right? When I don't know if you, got, if you know Tyrese. I'm not even sure who Tyrese is, but I guess he's popular. When Tyrese had a mental breakdown online, in regards to not seeing his daughter for the last two years, people laughed at him, and he became a meme, right? Kanye had a mental breakdown on TV. People called him crazy, and he became a meme. Uh, You know, the world watched Will Smith listen to his wife tell him that she'd had an affair on TV. People laughed at him for breaking down. Was that that like a reality TV thing? uh, No, it was like a talk show, I think. And that also became a meme, you know, Will Smith's, you know, half, you know, super sad face, you know, and people wonder why men don't open up about their mental health, about how things are going. Wow. Because it's the, the, the shame that the world brings, you know, I think the other part of it too, and one of the guys on that video clip that we played at the beginning, one of the guys actually said it, uh, that the world, and I'm just going to use the phrase the world, because I think there are people, there are maybe Christian brothers and sisters like, like you for me who actually do care, but the world doesn't care. Mm-mm. No. And that, that's the truth. Yeah. Like not being, not being cynical at all. No. The world doesn't care. The world doesn't care. I mean, the world can give two, two shakes of anything for, for my feelings and how yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Right? It's going to go on with or without me. And it's that kind of world. Um, and if that's, if that's the isolation that I live in, man, that's, that's hard. Well, I think there's also this cultural shift that's not helping with it either, where they're telling men, sit down, shut up, your time is over. 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of that going and on. And that's too, contributing yeah. to it as well. Right. And so it doesn't help at all that men mm-hmm. don't even know w- what their role is anymore, what their yeah. place is in this world. And then, honestly, the world doesn't care. It, then, it's kind of like a sink or swim out there. Right. Well, and then, and then when we try to assert some sort of, you know, what, whatever, whatever masculinity we're trying to assert, it's called toxic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, there is, I, I understand there is a certain kind of over-the-top, you know, manly, you know, kind of stuff that is BS, and I, I could see is toxic. But just because we're men doesn't mean that we're toxic. Yeah. And doesn't mean that the, the, how we express being men is, uh, is any more or less toxic than anyone else who goes over the top. Right. Right? There could be toxic uh, femininity mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. Right? There could be... Uh, toxic uh, androgyny, right? Right. Or, or you know, there there could be toxic anything, and I don't I don't think singling one particular brand of it out is is uh, really a great thing for people to do. Right. So I don't know. Well, I, listen to this clip, and then and then what are we gonna do? Let's get some advice. Hmm. Let, let's do this. Okay. I'm gonna play the Joe Rogan clip. Okay. Oh, that's a. That's that, a, is that an ad? That's an ad, of course. <laughs> yeah, I hate ads. I do too. Do we have permission to show the Joe Rogan clip? Do we it, need permission? Yeah, I don't think we need permission as long as you quote where it came from. Okay, so this, this is a or from, from the Joe Rogan experience? Yes. The Joe Rogan experience. Yep. Well, it's like the Pink Floyd line, you know, living life of quiet desperation. I mean, that just terrifies Well, that's me. Thoreau's quote, that most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. So and I've true. been that guy. You just you're just in this world where you just can't wait to just run away. And how do people get stuck there? How do you they, think they get stuck there? Bills. Bills like financial yeah. bills. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, That's bills and commitment. It's part of it. You you have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a car you leased. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have to. Yeah. You have your mortgage, you have your this, you have your that, and that's where it all comes from. Where do you think opportunity plays into that? Well, the opportunity takes place usually when you're young and you don't have any responsibility. That's when you have your options. Well, your options are severely limited the more you gather responsibilities. Yeah, that's true. Like, if I had to, as a 51-year-old father of three... Married man pays taxes, has a house and a mortgage and a business and all that jazz. If I had to quit everything now and struggle the way I struggled as a stand-up comedian, it would never work. But the only way I could be this person now is if I took that chance when I was 21, when I was dead broke and had my cars repossessed and all that stuff. That's the only way you you ever get where you want to go. You have to you have to take a path that's dangerous. And most people want to take the safe path. And the safe path leaves you stuck in quiet desperation mm, yep. almost every time. It's hell. It's hell. You're selling insurance or some other shit that you care zero about. So, yeah. Wow. That's true. Like, I I feel that way sometimes about... Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. You know, I've you opened like, up to you about that. Yep. Like, yep. like, I took the easy route, you know, okay. the safe route, never yeah. took the chances early on. Right. And then uh, I feel like I didn't uh, take the big risks when I was younger. I wanted the easy route. and mm-hmm. it's, And then it leads you down this path of 
paying the bills and doing all this stuff. And then who do you talk to? You have no one to talk to. You have no one to go to. And you feel isolated and alone. And then you're doing the day in, day out. (laughs) The grind. The grind. And you're coming home. We just played a song that you and I are listening to. You work all day, and then you wake up. Right. And then you work all day, and then you wake up. Yeah. You know, that's... Because that's that's what you're told you're supposed to do. And you really are in that matrix. <laughs> you're in that matrix, you're <laughs> in that rent race, and you feel... You call it that. ...isolated and alone. Yeah. And then I think the the thing that will help most people is to find someone that they can talk to about those things so they don't feel so alone. That's hard, though, because, again, the world doesn't care. The world doesn't care, but like, like, but I care about you, and so if you can find a friend who cares, but yeah. even though you have to take risks with that relationship, that's, too. That's, that's hard. Because, because you just told me there's things that you don't tell me. See, I don't tell anybody. Right. I, 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 I tell God. Yeah. Right? And, and maybe, is that good? that bad? I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like you are alone in this world with I, your struggles? I have felt that way before, especially over the last couple of years when I was kind of deep into struggles, things that I was, was dealing with. There was a lot of feelings of loneliness because I didn't feel like I could, I didn't feel like I could tell anyone. Uh, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know like how I could, I, I wasn't able to articulate how I was feeling or what was going on really, but it just, it, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to say it. And so I just didn't, I just bottled it up, kept inside, stuffed it down in and it, it just festered and festered and festered. And you know, and that's when things don't go well for us typically as guys. So let me ask you this. How did you, um, come out of that? What did you have to do? Um, you know, it's it's easier said than done, because it wasn't not it was not an easy thing. And I know there there are guys out there listening to this who have tried this and it has not worked. Um, and sometimes it backfires and it bites us in the butt. And it's potentially if you f- you know found the wrong person, but you got to open up to somebody. Is I mean, that what you did? Yeah, you have to. You absolutely have to. I mean, it it's got to come out. I mean, it, it the um lies and hiding things and you know trying to fool yourself is really easy when things are kept in the dark oh sure for sure but you know when when the light gets shined on it shined shown whatever i'm not an english major right so how did you get help how did you come out of it um well you know i'm still coming out of it just to be quite honest with you Uh, i'm not i'm not all better um, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm not life, saying you're all better, but you were stuffed for so long. Yeah. What was the tipping point that you were like, okay, hey, I gotta, I gotta figure out a, a healthier way to deal with this loneliness and stuff and all this stuff. So, was it coming and talking to me? Was it going and getting a therapist? Like, what was the? I guess it, without being too personal, what was the tipping point? What was it like? Okay, I gotta, I gotta change something. I what, was having some very significant marriage problems. Um, and that, you know, I did, I didn't want that to continue. Um, I didn't, I didn't, honestly, there was a time in life I didn't want anything to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think to, at some point, I, I don't want to say we've all been there, but I know there's a lot of guys out there who are there and who have been there. Um, 
but finding somebody to open up when, whether that's a therapist. Yeah, I did. I got one. I have one. I'm seeing her still, um, you know, re- leaning on my friends, um, trying to learn how to open up to my wife more, you know, and that's hard. Um, it, it, and not, not, it's not my wife's fault. It's my fault. It's my issue. It's not, not anything to do with her. Um, well, so again, much so as it, it's, it's my inability to communicate those things. Well, again, and I think, Obviously, you have to take responsibility for yeah, yourself. Sure, and and I don't think you're n- not, but I think a lot of that has to do with the culture that we're trying to talk about too. Where yeah. where it was like men got to be strong, right? Men got to have it all figured out. Men just got to deal with their own problems. And so when it and and then we're told to be problem solvers too, fix everything that's going on. Yeah. But what if you're the problem? Yeah, what if the problem is me? Yeah, what if the problem is you? How do you fix that? And <laughs> right. then to open up and be vulnerable yeah. and to be... Um, well, but being vulnerable... Here's the other part of being vulnerable. And again, I, I alluded to it a few moments ago, and then the guy on the video, again, the, the, the clip from earlier, if you, were, if you heard it, he goes, people just use it against you. Mm. Right? Yeah. When I open up to the wrong person, mm-hmm. or and maybe I don't know it's the wrong person until it's too late. Yeah, that's scary. Right? I that's start, the that's the scary part. Yeah, I start to open up to some person. I'm trying to develop trust with them, and then I feel like I'm getting stabbed right. with what I just was vulnerable with, and it makes me want to clam up even more. Oh, for sure. Right. And um, yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't know what to say about that other than, gosh, I mean, we should, <laughs> we got we got to pick the right people. But how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? I, I don't. And sometimes I don't you don't know until well, I think it, that critical moment comes up, there's, and then you learn. Yeah, you know, there's a relational element that you have to develop first. You know, you don't just open up to somebody, right? You know, out of the blue. You you know, well, I mean, take you and I, and we we were we. You started out a student of mine in the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you, you you know you helping me out with a we 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 built a commercial yeah together for the, for the promotion of the program, and then we started doing some video work together, and in the in those times where we were hanging out a lot, doing computer stuff and shooting videos and doing the voiceover work and the music and all that stuff, we found out that we had some stuff in common and that we kind of liked hanging out with each other and that. Um, you know, to, over time, you seemed to be a, a, a safe person to talk to. And I don't know that I would have used those words 20 years ago when we, when we became friends. Yeah. But um, that's what I would call it now. And, and my hope is that you kind of found the same thing in me because we have, over the years, opened up to one another yeah. about some struggles. Now, have we done everything? No. I, and, and honestly, I don't know that that's terrible. I, I think... I do deep down think that some, some very, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say that it's okay necessarily. I don't want to like justify not opening up, but there are some things that are between God and me. I'm just going to put it that way. Yeah. It, it, God knows and he's the only one that needs to. Yeah. I know he knows because whether I tell him or not, he knows. Right. Right. And so I, you know, we I confess it, and I try to you know become better. Now, can confessing it to a brother, or you know, if you're a lady, a sister, or whatever, um, can that be helpful? I think it can. Again, shed some light on it, get some help for it. Maybe if you find someone that can be helpful in your life, um, you know, if you can find a trusted friend who can be helpful 
in your life and can provide you some feedback and can can just some ideas. And I'm not saying fix it. I'm not you know, saying, yeah, you need to do this, this, and this. And if you're not listening to my, you know, to what I say, then you're stupid. But just like who can be empathetic, right? A listening ear. Well, that see, goes a that, long, that's long That's huge ways. right there, just to listen. And I've had to learn that, yeah. you know, even in marriage. Yeah. There are so many times uh, where my wife just needs somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And then as the guy, I naturally try to fix it. <laughs> yeah. And and that's like one of the worst things you do. Well, all you need to do is this and this and this, <laughs> and that problem will go away. It'll go away. I'm just not, I'm not wanting you to fix it. <laughs> I'm wanting you to just listen. Yeah. Oh, and learning that skill yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> takes a lot of work. It does. And you have to consciously be aware of like, maybe I just need to not think for what the answers are thing, but just listen. Just listen. Just listen. And show that you're listening. Right. Like, like one, put the phone down. Oh, for sure. Right? Yep. Or, or the pad or whatever whatever we've got. Turn off the TV. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and like reflectively listen, right? Saying things like, wow, that must be really hard. Right. What you're going through right now, right? Or... So you're telling me that, and then you repeat back what you yes. just heard. Yeah, that's right? huge. Those kinds of reflective yeah. phrases that you can, and, and not in a manipulative way, but just to show that person that you're actually paying attention and you're not just thinking about what you're going to say next. Yeah, and that's what right? I used to do all the time. Yeah, I used to think about how awesome I am and how <laughs> I, I will... I have all the answers. I have all the answers. Right? So I'll just, I'll just, I would almost interrupt like what I do with you <laughs> all the time. Where I'm like, no, 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 what I have to say, yeah, no, listen to that. Listen. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can fix it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, that's but I've the learned. fastest but way I've to learned, shut Dennis. somebody down. Yes, it is. And, and guys, we have to stop doing that with each other. Yes. Because again, we wonder why we don't open up to one another. Quit trying to fix each other. And trying not to judge each other. Right. You know, like, because there is a competitiveness yeah. That I have struggled with too. Like you look around at other people your age and some are doing really well mm-hmm. and they seem to have it all together and their Facebook page looks freaking amazing. They're going on vacations to the Bahamas yeah. and here you are working day in, day out, <laughs> scrimping and scra- saving and and just trying to scratch out a living. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, how come their their life seems to be so much better? And then that you and you don't want to be vulnerable. Comparison game, yeah. yeah you don't want to be vulnerable in that situation either, because you'd be like, how's things going? Oh, you know, it's great. I've got everything I need, and I went and you know, yeah, got a in tons of debt trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right. You know, another thing is the 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 cultural expectations and judgment again that comes again from guys. Mm-hmm. Right, because guys, to be honest, what do you? <laughs> to my uber macho dude, you know, not only friends but you uber macho dude listeners out there, what do you call a guy who's emotionally broken and vulnerable, and maybe they start crying or maybe they start uh, breaking down emotionally? What is the typical name? that gets thrown around for that. Female genitalia. Yeah, that. It drives me up the friggin' wall. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's, the, again, it's that stuff. It's that, and I'm, I'm sorry, listeners, I'm going to call it what it is, that bullshit. Mm-hmm. That stuff is the stuff that clams guys up. 
right? God, well, I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want to be called that, right? Because because I'm a man, and and I, men shouldn't do. And then we have these expectations: men shouldn't do this, men mm-hmm. shouldn't do that, right? Men don't, you know, men don't cry. Uh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think emotionally mature men do anyway. <laughs> you know, I'll just I'll throw that out there. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things that w- w- there's a lot that we fight against. To me, guys. that's a sign of a true leader, though. Like a real leader is one who can lead the way, not only like, shoot, you know, and all the lead by being the example you want to be or see. Yeah. And, and I don't know, at least for me as a dad, mm-hmm. I want my children to grow up to be healthy yeah. as much as they can. I know I'm screwing them up because I was screwed <laughs> up. I know they're going to be screwed yeah, everybody up. Screws but up. if I can limit that, yeah. um, and sh- one of the one of the best things that I've learned to do is when I'm wrong, mm-hmm. say I was wrong, yeah, and I'm sorry. Sure. Apologize to the children and and. And uh, we're learning right along with our kids, you know, Mm -hmm. my wife and I are, right along with our kids to express what their, how their behavior affects me or makes me feel. And just being able to express that, say, you know what, that type of behavior makes me feel very frustrated Mm -hmm. and tell the kid that and then help them develop that dialogue. And I was surprised when my uh, 10 year old was like, Dad, I'm really frustrated because I didn't get to have the the video game time that I wanted or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you know, that I can see how that would frustrate you, that you didn't get to have your video time. You were told sure. you were going to, yeah. but why didn't you get it? You know, can you tell me why you didn't get your video game time, whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't finish my schoolwork on time, whatever. Well, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. You know, but I can see how you're frustrated with that situation. It's understandable. Yeah, and I understand. And it's okay and to it's be frustrated. O- exactly. And don't say, oh, don't be frustrated. It's your right. fault. You didn't do your schoolwork. You know, and it's your problem. Telling somebody, yeah, don't be whatever, emo- insert exactly. emotion here, right? I, actually, it's funny. I had, a, I had a kid at the studio today, not today, I'm sorry, this last week, just this last week. And I had to catch myself because uh, they were getting super frustrated and they were starting to break down. And I, I looked at the kid and I go, there's no crying in martial arts. You know, kind of being the tough guy. You know, there's yeah. no crying in baseball. Right. Um, you know, there's no crying in martial arts. You know, don't cry. I said, don't cry. And I went, shut up, Dennis. Hmm. If he's being emotional, let him cry. It's okay. And I, and I said, you know what? I said, take back what I, I just take back what I just said. If you need to cry right now, go do it. That's awesome. <laughs> right? You know, I said, that's sometimes we need to cry. Yep. I, just, I just told him, sometimes we need to. Sometimes we need to let it out. Yeah. Let it out and then come back and then be your best. Yes. Right? And having that release is In, huge. Instead of going, stuff that emotion, because yes. that's not that's not yes. appropriate to have right now. Yep. Right? Because this isn't the appropriate context for that right now. And then we go, oh, so it's it's not okay to cry. And as guys... Nowhere in social, in, in, in U.S. culture especially, is it okay to cry. Right. right? Very small circles. But home, almost nowhere. Would you, if, you, if you did a poll of men around the country, right. 99% of them would go, you, no, <laughs> not supposed to do that because we're a man. Yeah, I think it um, takes more strength and more courage mm-hmm. to be true to yourself and... 
learn how to, uh, in a healthy way, deal with your emotions. Yeah. Because what we see is when you don't have somebody to listen to or deal with your emotion, it comes out one way or another. Sure. So either your emotion is going to come out in a healthy way or it's going to come out in an unhealthy way. Yeah, it is. It's going to come out. And that's going to be like, it's going to come out either way. Yep. So what would you rather have? A hole in the wall because of the anger built up so much that it it released through punching a hole in the wall Mm -hmm. or abuse or whatever. Right. To allowing those negative energies and emotions to come out in a healthy way by expressing them yeah. and go ahead and feeling them. Like you said, it's okay to feel angry, yeah, to feel frustrated. Yeah. And like, I think we forget, like, you know, even in our Christian circles, you know, we talk that Jesus is love and all this, all this great <laughs> stuff, but Jesus got angry. And he wept. And he wept. And so he had the full range of emotions without sinning. Right. So it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be joyful. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. It's okay to do all those things because God has given us all of those things. It's just how we deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's what we do. Those things aren't wrong in themselves. It's how you deal with it that is either wrong or or healthy or not healthy. How I behave towards other people in my anger. Right, right? Exactly. that's what could, how it comes. That out. could be wrong, right? right? How I how I deal with myself, my my negative self talk when I'm feeling depressed, right? Right, that's the stuff that's not okay. Yes, right. That that or or how I might speak to someone else in frustration, right? All of the, there there are things that we that we shouldn't do, you know, but we do because <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. we're not we're not all healthy out there individuals. I mean, those of you who are great. Um, but <laughs> oh, and and it's taken me. I'm almost forty two years old. It's mm-hmm. taken me all this time to start being true to myself, even in my my relationship with my marriage, because yeah. I would stuff things all the time. Yeah, you know, and I be like, no, guys, I'm fine. I'm most, fine. Most guys do. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm fine. Yeah. And then what did you do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Stuffed it. Just stuff it, and you can feel it eat away at your heart or your gut or builds, whatever. Builds resentment. Yeah, I I can I I hold a lot of anger and and anxiety in my stomach and gut, and you can feel it. Yeah, and I and hate it. it. Then it affects your health. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. It's it's crazy that your mental it comes out in one way or it, another. It it is it mental health issues if they're not resolved will typically manifest in some sort of physical health issue. Kimberly has had to help me. Uh, become a safe place, and that's the thing: is we do have to be a safe place for others to express themselves without taking it personally. Well, that that is important. I know there are some things, though, that I and, and as as wonderful as a relationship I want to have with my wife, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell my wife things that I struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not everything. Right. Some things, sure, right, but not everything because she's not the the best person to talk to. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's one of my other guy friends, right? You know what? My wife has told me that exact same thing. Okay, uh, I'll be uh, uh, dealing with like my job situation, mm-hmm. or like uh, I go through these cycles. Yeah, it used to happen almost <laughs> regularly, twice a year, really bad, almost depression, where I was like, "What is the purpose of my life? Mm-hmm. What am I doing?" I'm not doing a career that I that I chose. I feel like it was thrown at me, but I, ultimately I did choose it. We've yep. talked about this. Right. But um, when I start going through those cycles, I would try and go talk to my wife about those things. And she had enough foresight or whatever to be like, hey, I, I can't go 
with you down that road mm. right now. Yeah. You need to talk to one of your friends. Yeah. She's like, you need to call Dennis or call Nick. Yeah. And 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 go have, have lunch. And go have lunch <laughs> and and have them help you because I can't help you in this situation. And at least she was honest enough. Yeah. And sometimes I would get um my feelings hurt about that, that she wouldn't listen to those things. <laughs> and so I would stuff those emotions too. Right, right, right. But now I've it's through maturity that I've been like, okay, all right, I'll call Dennis, thank you, and, and at least I can kind of move on. It's not that Kimberly doesn't love me or anything like that. It's just she can't deal with that. Yeah. And so I think it's okay to get to a place with your spouse yeah. to be like, I can't go with you down that road right now. Right. And, and spouses, you have to, I think you need, you need to be okay with that doesn't mean you're inadequate no it doesn't mean anything i i respect my wife and i love her for for having the insight to see that well and and even if they don't i mean there there are some things and and you know just personally not to get too too deep into like revealing all my issues but um or or my wife's because all people have issues, I think. Dude, and every there single are, friggin' person on this yeah, planet yeah. has issues. There, there are things, because I know of things that my wife tends to struggle with, that when, if and when I become vulnerable about those things that I know would trigger her issues... Right, cause a fight or that's whatever. That's not a good thing. And no. so I'm not going to talk about those things. Right. And it's not that I'm hiding it. I'm just... It's not, a, it's not a good thing for us and for our relationship. So I'm going to talk to, say, you, or right. I'm going to talk to, say, you know, other, other folks. So, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of discernment, I think, that has to happen for guys to open up. But you got to find somewhere to open up. Well, honestly, I mean, right? yes, gotta- I, I honestly agree with you. But the devil's advocate side of me goes, do you? <laughs> that's the whole point of this, this do conversation you, really? you do it? yeah I don't because know. it's going to come out in one way or another yeah it might you and gotta you have... might be okay with that though well and, and if you're okay with that <laughs> See, dude, you're, okay. now you're backtracking dude, no i'm not backtracking i'm you just saying, gotta ha- uh, deal with it in a healthy way you can't I, just stuff it and deal with your emotions all by yourself you can i'm not saying Does it's that, a good thing is that healthy i'm not saying it's a good thing <laughs> but i'm saying it is an option well, every anything is an option. Yeah, everything's sure. an option. Sure. What's the healthiest option? Well, I, the, some people don't choose the healthiest options, do we? No, but what is the healthiest <laughs> option? Is it talk to somebody? Yeah, talk to somebody. Right. Find Absolutely, someone. talk to somebody. You know, so you're not dealing with your. I was, and the Bible talks about that too. You know, come alongside a brother, pick him up, so he's not dealing with stuff all by himself. Yeah, you know, quarter three strands, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good stuff. Um, <laughs> bear each other's I, I burdens and with love, you know. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, mm-hmm. right? That that love one another. That's and what it means. You know what? In our society, burdens. though, how how hard is that? Because most of the time, we we don't have time. Well, that's the thing, and that's why. I Honestly, think, I gotta work. I gotta come home, take care of kids. I don't have time to bear somebody else's burdens. That's where I the, got so much burdens of my own. That's what that. That's what the perception of. Uh, Nobody cares. Exactly. Because we all have our own crap to deal with. Yeah, and life just goes on and on it and does. on. It does. It'll go on without us. Yeah, with or without yep. you. Yep. With or without you. <laughs> As, and I was... Right? I, I get a little in a bit of a funk every year when I read through Ecclesiastes. Oh, I love Ecclesiastes. I know, I, and I, I enjoy it. In fact, I'm actually reading it out of the message translation, which is interesting. Um, but chapter three in Ecclesiastes, and I have it right here, it says... Are you going to read to us right now? I am, yeah, I'm going to read to you. Are you going to read directly Quote, and I quote from the message translation, so it's transliteration or whatever. 
But in the end, right now, are, did it. you start? I'm it? reading it. Did you start reading I just right did. now? Starts okay, with go ahead. but in the end, right? No, it starts with in the end. But in the end, okay. Go ahead and read from it. Does it really make a difference what anyone does? I've had a good look at what God has given us to do. Busy work mostly. True, God made everything beautiful in itself and in its time, but He's left us in the dark so we can never know what God is up to, whether He's coming or going. I've decided that there's nothing better to do than to go ahead and have a good time and get the most that we can out of life. That's it. Eat, drink, and make the most of your job. It's God's gift. Microphone drop. Right? Boom. Phone phone drop. Right? Right? In the end, does it make a difference what anyone does? And yeah, I think it does. But at, at... in a in an eternal perspective kind of way it doesn't right nothing i can do is going to mess up god's eternal plan for the universe no he's going to have his will right his perfect now, will now could my choices affect my path yes absolutely right i could choose this job or that job i could choose this relationship or that relationship right those things will absolutely affect my journey in this realm, right? Is any of that, is God up there concerned about which choices I'm going to make because it's going to mess him up? No, it's not. Is he thrown off by anything <laughs> that he chose? No. Holy cow, I didn't oh. see Dennis making that call. Didn't see that one coming. All right, how do we deal with this, angels? Uh, right? I don't know. Uh, somebody else come in here because I can't. I don't know what to do with him anymore. Yeah. He, he's done. Yep. You know what I mean? No, we're not throwing God for a curveball. No. No. Here, here's the deal, though. If you were totally honest... And truthful. Nothing, Try to be. Nothing really matters. <laughs> nothing it really doesn't. Really matters. It really doesn't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know, like can see. I think that <laughs> it's too high. Sorry. The <laughs> the the older I get, the more I'm not settling, but more I understand, especially with raising these little men that I've got mm-hmm. in my home, the importance of doing a good job with them. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, ah, they're just kids. Who cares? You know, they're crazy, crazy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just work, and everything I do is pointless and meaningless. But <laughs> it's Ecclesiastes. Right it there. is. But, but loving my kids yep. and trying to be a good example of how to, to deal with my anger and emotions mm-hmm. so that they can properly deal with their anger and emotions will perpetuate the generational blessings of good fathers, Mm -hmm. which will in turn impact our communities and our societies. Because I think too many people have given up on being a dad. Too many people have given up on being a mom. Mm -hmm. And our society is saying, somebody else raise these kids and do this stuff because it's too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody else educate. Somebody else show them all the things. And our children are being lost to the world. And our society and families are being attacked. And they are crumbling at an an alarming rate. And we as parents have to step up and... Raise the children that God gave us. Yeah. So I feel passionately about that because our society is crumbling right now. And it's probably gone to a point where it cannot recover. I don't know for sure. I mean, we know that 
the Bible talks about in the end, right? You know, like society's going to be totally flipped upside down, which sure. it kind of is right now, anyways. It's headed that way. But what can I do right here in this home? Yeah, lead my family. So that's a great question. Lead your family. What does that What does that look like? What does it, and what would you tell? Let, let me. I guess answer it this way, if you would. All right. What would you tell a person who maybe didn't have a really great example? For themselves, and so they don't really know what they don't don't know what they're doing. Right? They don't know how to do it. Nobody they don't even know what, what yeah. they don't. They don't even know what leading looks like. Nobody knows what they're doing. Well, but some people end up doing it well. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What is that for you? Right? What is, th- what is leading your family? Okay, I think putting um, others first, putting your children and your wife first above your own. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like being caring about them more Mm -hmm. than yourself. And I don't mean to like always put yourself last. Don't give yourself any me time. Don't take care of yourself. It's very important to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, so that you can be there for them physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I got told somebody this last week, if you're not taking, if you're not at your best, you can't give your best. Right. So, you know, you do have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. So I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, but what I'm saying is the things that we have a tendency to put ourselves first. So like when I'm tired at the end of the day, I'll just give you a quick example. Mm -hmm. I want to sit down and veg out for a little bit and watch TV. Okay. Right? And my kids want to show me something or talk to me about something. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have a choice at that moment. Right. Be selfish yeah. and say, no, just wait. I want to watch this stupid TV show because mm-hmm. I don't want to think. I don't want to engage because I'm tired. Right. Or stepping up and being like, all right, t- let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And putting my, my wants, not mm-hmm. my needs, because we do have to take care of ourselves. Yeah, what if I am tired? But putting my wants... Last, suck it up and be a man. Quit being such Ooh. a, quit being such a douche. <laughs> Total douche. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You got to step up and be a man. Don't go there. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You got to step up, be a man, and that that means. No, you, you can't do that. Dude. Yes, I can. No, I could totally could do that. You can't. It means that when you're tired and worn out, you tell your children honestly and openly. I'm tired. I'm worn out. Can you give me 10 minutes of chillax time? And then I'll play with you with okay. your Legos or something. Okay. And then and then they'll go, oh, okay. Because kids are very understanding. As long as you give them 10 minutes and then actually do it. Exactly. You got to actually do it. Right. You got to do it. If you're going to say that. Yes. Right. If you're just going to sit there and watch TV for the next hour and a half. Right. Or veg out on your phone for the next two hours. Right. Right, then don't tell your kids that. Right, and then exactly. you're a liar. Exactly, and then, but, they, and then you're not setting up a, a good example. Exactly. Okay, but if you can deal with it in a healthy way to say, "Hey, I'm tired," and you can express that clearly, mm-hmm. and then give them the freedom to express themselves too. Like maybe you want to do something, and they're and they're like, "Dad, I'm tired. I just kind of want to watch a little TV right now." Okay, cool. You got 15 minutes or whatever. Dad, I just want to play video games. Then you put a limit. Okay, yeah, go. You set your watch. That's what we do with our kids. Set your timer. You got 20 minutes. 
then somebody's got to enforce it. Mm-hmm. Which means you got to get off your butt, suck it up, be a man, and walk oh, downstairs. Douche. <laughs> and say, it's been 20 minutes. Why aren't you up here? So, I guess in that particular regard, let's not say, suck it up, be a man. Because it's not just suck it up, be a man. That's called parenting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's and just called parenting. If you're going to have children, that's what I'm talking you about. Nobody wants children. to be a parent. Nobody wants to put the effort in. Well, it does take it's effort. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard work. It is hard. And that's the other the side of this coin, my friend, is that people Life. don't want to work hard. Life is hard. Well, some people, I, some people work stupid hard, and yes. then they come home. But their priorities are messed up at that point. Done. Yeah. They just want That to. means you're not prioritizing your time. I don't You're putting too much emphasis on your career or your work. And this is all the stuff that has consequences that affects your relationships with your kids to where they can't wait to leave the home or they don't want to hang out. They'll go hang out with somebody else. And so what ha- ends up happening? Dads don't end up influencing their children. Their friends end up influencing their children. I cannot say that you're wrong. Friends influence friends. So you literally have children leading children, yeah. which is the blind leading the blind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It, it's true. It's true. And so we have got to figure out how to influence our kids. Yeah. And then we complain and so we freak say, out and we complain right. how, about how messed up society is and how can somebody believe a certain <laughs> way. And you're like, uh, that's because they didn't have a mom or a dad that were around to lead them. Or they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to invest my values and my... um the way I think it should be. It, it is the way that I think it should be right. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's what I've been given. Right. So I'll pass that on. Sure. And and I think, honestly... Whether that's when right it, or wrong... When it comes down to it, that's what you answer to God for. Right. Right? On like Judgment Day, right? right. How you lived your life and what you did and what you believed and what you thought. Right? That's y- your job... As the husband, right. right? As the father is to lead your house, right? right? And I've already told Kimberly we're going to screw up our kids. We were absolutely, and I, I'm screwed up. You're I screwed might, up. My parents are screwed up. They screwed us up. We're going to screw up our kids. I might lead my house, not necessarily exactly the way that God wants me to, because I am a fallible human being, exactly, right? And I, but I can't be afraid of that. I can't not lead them because of fear. Right. I have to lead exactly. them. Exactly. You cannot do something because you're too scared. Can't ab- well, you can't I mean, live you, in fear. You can. You can. Absolutely but that's not can. a good way to do it. And also, dude, um, just being in a family, mm-hmm. a mom, a dad, together, yeah. working together the best you can, you're going to make mistakes, you're right. going to screw up, but learn. Learn from your mistakes, because how are we going to learn if we don't make mistakes? Mistakes right. are actually a great thing. Sure. As long as we learn from them. Right. But let's be this family unit that brings up our children and influences our own children instead of the schools, instead of their friends. Let's have mom and dads influence their kids. Whether it's perfect or not, it's not going to be perfect, guarantee it. But then those kids will have a foundation mm-hmm. of a, what a home looks like, and hopefully they continue that on with theirs, and societies get healthier and grow. We can see the the results of the family being torn apart. Yeah. Well, we can what see do you it tell, right now. What do you tell a single parent, though? You can't just say, suck it up, buttercup. I mean, you can, <laughs> but that's, again, 
that's not empathetic. Right. That's not going to help anything. No. Because it's freaking hard, even with two parents. Even with two, holy it's cow, it's so hard. Right. I I don't even know. I don't. I don't even. I don't. I have zero advice for single parents. One because I'm not one, right. and I don't have any experience in the matter. Right. And so I probably shouldn't say anything. I don't. And, and I think married people. If you don't have if you don't have experience single parenting, don't tell single parents what to do. Yeah, I have no advice. I, the only thing I could think to do is hopefully, if you know you were a single parent through death or through divorce, whatever. Hopefully, you would have parents that you could kind of lean on a little bit that mm-hmm. were more stable. Maybe try that to find can, some mentors. Maybe yeah, that could you help know? out. Like hey. You know, I have got to go to work, but mom and dad, will you watch the kids? But then you've got to relocate or move close to right. your parents if you're gone or whatever. Hard. Something to bring a little bit of stability in your kids' lives because kids need stability. Well, and they need routine and they need all kinds of... They do. You know, that kind of stuff. But Because it helps, um, like there's all kinds of books that talk about the need for mm-hmm. um, routine yeah. and stability. That's how they build their their um, the fabric core of their how they deal with life and how they deal with stuff in, yeah. in a healthier, unhealthy way. So let's get back to what we opened with because we're kind of getting towards the end here a little bit and I want to make sure that we really do a good job of uh. um, at least talking about it. I don't know that we have a whole lot of answers, but as a man... I have an answer. You have an answer? Yeah, suck it up and be a freaking man. Shut your pup. <laughs> what are you going to do, judo chop me? Sh- shut your mouth and you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being such a. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't kick me. I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm Can we not throat. joke? What kind of society have we made if we can't freaking <laughs> joke? This whole woke culture, we can't tease and joke. Oh, it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings. No, I'm teasing. I want to hurt somebody's feelings. So, <laughs> gosh, undoes 49 minutes of of podcasting. <laughs> wow i love you i love you too. i love you i'm um, just being i'm being told douchey i'm sorry well but I'm you're sorry you're, it's humorous you're, it you're being i'm humorous. trying to be i know you're being i'm humorous. trying to bring the fusion my, of of entertainment and enlightenment my hope just like glenn beck my hope it <laughs> <laughs> my, my hope is that the listeners also catch the vibe that you are actually the, joking and you're not just the, a giant douche yeah and if they're gonna be total uh uh sally splashers that's that's what it is it's, 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 that's the way <laughs> that's the word that's the word if they're gonna oh be sally God. splashers to get their feelings hurt about it then you know <gasps> okay who needs you as a listener anyways oh, come on go away <laughs> you can't laugh at yourself that's the thing or laugh we, at us yeah exactly we've got to laugh dude. we do we do have to laugh like mary poppins uh, said it, uh i love to laugh long and loud and clear mm. you know speaking of laugh um someone asked me what the ninth letter of the alphabet was uh, it was a complete guess but i was right nice that's awesome <clears throat> speaking of laughter okay back to it back to it i'm sorry so men how how do let's solve the problem for the men i don't know what we can solve let's for the men who can't suck it up and think for themselves so number one thing i think it's important for us to do tell me is work on our relationship with our creator right with god because he's ultimately the one that we have to be able to 
you know, he, he knows anyway. And so we talk to him. Because, I mean, what did you, okay, look to the example of Jesus. I, I try. I, I'm, I'm not always the shining example that I think I am. Right. But I try to at least look at what he did and then maybe try to do a little bit of that too. Right. And what did he do? He spent time alone in solitude in some reflective time talking to God. He did a lot of that. He spent time with his group that he was leading, his homies, his disciples, right? His 12, but he also spent time with his three tight ones, right? Peter, James, and John. And the the four of them hung out together as a core guy group, right? There was the 12, but there was three disciples who Jesus spent the most amount of time with, right? So, So, and I'm sure they talked about stuff, right? I don't know if Jesus told them his feelings or how he was doing, I don't know. Maybe they shared stuff like that. It's not necessarily recorded in the Gospels that I know of, but um, I think it's important to have some tight friends, and and friends is plural. And by the way, some of Jesus's friends were also women, just saying. But um, there was solitude. There was prayer. There were close relationships, I'm not laughing at what you're saying right now. I know. I, was just, I, I, I realize. I, 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 yeah. I know. There were close relationships, right? And there was uh, an openness and a vulnerability that allowed them all to express the gamut of emotions, right? If Jesus got angry, I'm sure the disciples did too. If Jesus got sad, I'm sure the disciples did too, right? If he was frustrated, I'm sure the disciples were too. Right, some of them were were frustrated that, you know, that this isn't the way we thought it was going to go down, <laughs> right? When and Jesus was supposed to come in and be king, and like you know, oh, so I, I guess he's anyway. So, I think those are keys for us, right? That we need to spend time, you and I, individually, in some solitude, talking to God. I think that we need to spend some time with our close relationships. I think that we need to be able to express the full range of emotions with one another and and feel okay with it. Because well, I think that uh, reestablishing or just establishing in general a relationship with God is key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is important to like not only mental health because they've done scientific studies that praying, just mm-hmm. praying, yeah. helps us in our emotional state. So right. much. And it's not even just about, you know, saying the right words. It's just talking to God about what's on your heart. Right. Yeah. And there's no magic. There's magic, no magic. Way to do it. It's just talking to God. And yeah. that in itself is healing yeah. for us. It's been proven scientifically. Yeah. And so when God says, talk to me, pray to me, yeah. he doesn't tell it because he wants it. He's telling it because it's good for you. Cast your care upon him. That's right. For he cares for yeah. you. Yeah. And, and don't worry. Don't live in fear. Talk Easier to me. Than done. Huh? Easier said than done. Which is, well, Again, telling people not to do something isn't helpful. So what do we do? Don't ever tell me what to do. I just Are told you telling you what me to what to do? No, I'm asking you what to do. Oh, I'm asking you. Don't tell me not to just Don't, don't tell me what to say. You just say, don't worry. Okay, I'm just not going to worry <laughs> don't then. Don't worry tell me when you can pray. Give me an affirmative thing to do, not something not to do. Okay, so here's what you need not to do. Okay. No, don't tell me what not to do. No, here's what you need. Don't not. tell me what I can't do. <laughs> exactly. John Locke. Because then you're going to do it. Right. Um, no, but here's the thing is, um, 
this is the point I'm, that I'm going to make too. It is so hard for men who don't have fathers mm-hmm. yeah. to relate to God at all. That's true. Because, And that is why being a participating father, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to do it right. Just get over that. <laughs> the fact that you're there and you're participating and you're trying to love on your kids and yeah. you're trying to do what's right not only helps them become more solid individual, but will help them relate to God. And so it's so hard that that those basic fundamental steps of just, we're just telling men, get right with God. Well, if these men don't have relationships with their fathers, right. they're not even going to know, like, they're going to think God is some, like, evil tyrant that might beat them because that's how they were raised, being beat by somebody. Or he was just absent and not around. Right, or right. God just doesn't exist, you know, whatever. So It's hard to trust. Exactly. It's God hard to too, trust right? of, uh, because you didn't have that trust put into you. So, I so do, see, there again is another key yeah. part of dads right. be dads so, because your kids need that foundation connection with you so they can have a connection with God. So you okay, you dad it. listeners who Moving are out on. there who didn't have a good example as a father and you're doing your best right now, mm-hmm. keep it up, man. Yeah, keep going. Keep it don't up. Don't give up. Don't give don't stop, man. Do doing something is better than doing nothing. Because I have to tell myself this that what I do you know, does matter. It does. Because I tell myself all the time, God, what you do doesn't matter, but it's impacting generations that I can't even see. Right. You know, unless God comes back or the world does end, according to Glenn Beck. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, your kids are going to have kids, and their kids are going to have kids, yeah. and you have an impact on that. How you parent will, to a great degree, determine how your kids yeah. parent. Exactly. And so hang in there dads and hang in yep. there men and young men old men it's oh, it's hard being the, the, a man the, it, the, this uh, you know, let's call it epidemic right of holding it in right the this men who can't show emotion or who can't express how they're doing well, men- mentally yeah we're told how right? to fit into the matrix we're told we go ha- get a job get a good paying job and if you don't then you're a loser we have to do something about it yeah and because, I think this is what we can do well, yeah. is talk about it and share with other men. You're not alone. You're not, you know, you, your struggles and your fears and your worries and your concerns are real. They're yep. legit. Your frustration is real. Yeah. You're everything. And hang in there. Believe us when we say you're not alone. There are so many men struggling right now. People are dealing with stuff, whether they look great on Facebook or not. Everybody's got crap they're dealing with. Everybody. Yeah, don't look at Facebook. Nobody's but, perfect. And and I think it's super important. If you can't find someone, be the someone who will listen to someone. That's else. That's good advice because yes, right? that's listen. Good listen to someone else. Like like open yourself up to actually sit there and listen and and ask good questions. And ask how a person is doing and how they're feeling and what's going on and how that makes them, you know, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And and get their perspective and feedback on things and be the one who will listen to someone else. You never know what other people are struggling with. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you'll find out really quick that uh, you are not alone. Oh, and And the thing that I'm learning to do is... Is not be a douche? Well, I can't help it. It comes natural to me. It's because I'm weird. Sorry. No, thank you for that. That was good. Thank you, Dennis. That That's helpful. Um, <laughs> the thing that I'm learning is write down a gratitude journal. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, like, I don't journal at all, but it has helped me to write down things I'm thankful for. And what I've been trying to do is in those rare moments, it doesn't happen a lot, in a moment where Mm -hmm. I feel thankful, immediately tell God that. So that's what I've been doing. Like, like I'll I'll be going throughout my day, and I'll see something, and I'm thankful, or I'll think about my wife for my kids, and I'll just stop, and I will immediately go, God, thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children, and thank you for the place you've provided for me, and thank you for this job, and thank you that I've got food on the table right now, and thank you for being with me, and I just ask that you'd be with me, and that you just give me wisdom to lead my family, to do what's right, to do what you want me to do, and I have these little spurts of prayer that I shoot out there, um, you know, in those moments of being thankful, and it just reminds me, continue to be thankful for what you have. Yeah. Well, and just thankful in general, right? That's one of the things that that when when Paul writes, you know, be anxious for nothing, which is what you're talking about. Don't worry, right? Yeah, but he, don't tell people not what to do. But that's he said, very negative. He then exactly after that said what to do, right? With mm-hmm. prayer and supplication, make Let, your request known, known to, God. to God. Let's right? stick with the King James. Talk that's to the God. Only version oh, that, that is worth that's cult. stupid message. By Holy cow, wow. So let your request be known to God, right? Talk to God first. Let your request be known to God, even though you you might feel foolish, because I know as a man, it's hard. It is so hard to be like, God, I just want things a little bit easier. And you almost feel guilty. Is that that what we ask God for? To make things easier? Ask for help. Help strengthen me. Right, strengthen me so I can get through this. Help me to be yeah. able to Would it be suck nice it up and pull things, myself things up on my boots. Not going to be easy, but God can give us strength. Yes, God can give us joy. I think it's okay to ask. See, because now you mm. just laid down a judgment. I think no, it's I okay to ask. Can things be a little bit easier? Yeah. I need your help. Yeah, I feel I'm struggling to even stay up sure. with it. And but just, also understand things might not get easier. No, no, just because you ask for that doesn't right, mean right. it's going to happen. Yeah, it's not some magic genie in a bottle where you No, you, God every, isn't the genie. Ask, right, right. Yeah, because I've asked God for a million bucks. Has it happened? <laughs> no, but I've done it. So many times. I've done it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that does, does that make me bad? No. And I question myself every time I do that because I'm like, I know this is what you're, you're not here for this. Right. I know you're not the genie, but I'll tell God flat out, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You you own the whole planet. Can I just get a little bit my just way to something. help out? Yeah. You know, can you do that? And God can handle that. God can handle um saying mm-hmm. no. Or he can handle you questioning. I've gotten angry with God. Oh, yeah. I've yelled at God. Shake your fist. I, God can handle that. Yep. And I'm like, do you even hear me? I've said that before. That's one yeah, way yeah. to start talking to God. God, are you even out there? Do you even hear me when I talk? Because I feel like I you don't hear me. Yeah. I feel like I'm all alone. Just it's okay to say those things. Yep. It's okay to get that out. Get it out. Because God wants to hear it. I mean, there's tons of examples of David talking yep. to God, good, bad, and otherwise. Right. There's all kinds of examples. There's no wrong way to talk to God. No. He just wants you to talk to him. Yeah. That's the relationship exactly. right, that is Christianity, that is supposed to be. And if you feel like God's not there, tell him that. Right? Yeah, God, just, I feel like you're not here. Again, be straight, be honest, be open. He already and be knows what you're vulnerable. thinking. He already knows what you feel. Right? So be honest with your feelings, be yeah. honest with your emotions. Don't be afraid of them. And 
find someone else maybe too to express listen those things to, to, us, to as well. People because we're telling you the answers to everything like <laughs> oh, like God. listen to the uh, awesome advice we're spewing right now. Wow. But you got to be real though, right, dog? You got to be real. Yeah. Got to be vulnerable. And and I know. I know you might have been burned in the past. I get it. We've you, all been burned in you, the past. You Quit might being a have, baby and suck it up and start oh. talking to God. There is not a single human Ugh. being on this planet that hasn't been burnt. Get over yourself. Quit throwing a pity party and let's talk to God. Come on. I wish the listeners could see my face right now. <laughs> Dude. Dude. I'm glad I'm glad you're joking. Dude, I'm telling you what. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, your legs are so freaking hairy. Dude, you look like a gorilla over here. I'm afraid I'm gonna get kicked by one of them. I'm gonna take. See, <laughs> I'm gonna take. Was that line from Billy Jack? I'm gonna take this right foot here. <laughs> Whop you on that <laughs> side. Of your head. Ain't a dang thing you can do. That's about right. It. That's gonna happen here shortly. Well, okay. Thanks for listening, folks. Let's just wrap it up on that, that note. Let's just finish it right there. Well, I don't know. What do you want to do, Doc? I'm like a. I don't want to ramble and waste people's time. Okay. All right. I got one more fun joke just to add some levity to the end of our show and you know what dude here's the truth i've i've been telling my 11 uh, year old this and yeah. it's funny and i'm okay with it and okay. you may not be i don't know it's weird but he struggles with negative self-talk okay let's go with it all right and i told him flat out dude you're weird <laughs> and i said guess what i'm weird yeah and i said guess what dennis is weird yeah i'm weird i said your mom's weird we're all weird i said your grandparents are weird. I said, we are all weird. A little bit weird. Every single person on this planet is weird. You're no different. Yeah. And just remember, it's okay to be different. It's okay to have those feelings and frustration, whatever. It doesn't make you weird. Well, but at, at the same time, if we're all weird, is it different? Right? That's the conundrum. <laughs> but now we got this thing going where, and again, you may not think it's okay for a kid to talk to their parent like this, but I go, you're weird. And he goes, yeah, you're weird too, Dad. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and so every now I like and then, it. That's good. Every now and then, when he's frustrated, normalize or whatever, it. Uh, exactly. I'd be like, dude, s- stop being so weird. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, I can't help it because you're weird too. Normalize being weird. Exactly. Come on, <laughs> we're an, all weird. An oxymoron. I know it is. Normalize <laughs> it. Normalize being weird. Yeah, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. But I'm building relationships with my kids. You are. And they're learning to be free and comfortable and not live in fear of the stuff they're dealing with. Right. And, and I know that is... And teaching them at a young age to express that. Yeah, that is one of the things that um, if, you're, if you're a man who's had a bad example yep. or no example, yeah, and you know, you're wondering what to do. What right? do you do? Model openness for your kids. You, somebody's got to start it. That's so, a huge step right there. Just, just, just even, just even by saying, "I don't know what to do here," right? right? Admitting that yeah. in front of your children, I don't, I don't know. know. Hey, but let's find out. There you go. Right. Let's watch some YouTube videos and find right. out. Let's figure it out. I don't know. I don't have all the answers to everything, and we don't have. But but, but we, that right there is such an honest statement, yeah, right? That you're you're uh, what is it? Um, you're you're laying out um, a path for honesty at that point. Yeah. You're saying, I don't know. And that is so honest, and you're not putting on a a weird mask or a A weird face. Exactly. Yep. We'll talk about the show another time. Dennis. We're about out of time. I love you. You're great. Please don't hate me.
<laughs> I don't hate you. I know some listeners might. But. <laughs> That's okay. I don't have to deal with them. No. Unless don't. they email, which they won't do. They, they never do. They never do. They suck. All I've, right. Love I've, you, I've listeners. Asked, I've asked a few of them. Have you? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All of our 24? Uh, a couple oh, of Oh, you know what? I will ask our listeners to do this. What's that? Share the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We can ask that. You know? If, you can always ask. If you want to. Or just share it, whether you want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your Facebook. <laughs> Pull up your big boy pants and share our podcast. Wow. Listen to you. <laughs> Listen, to Listen to you being douchey. Oh, that's great. I had to at least once. You did. You, I'm proud you, of you. You were like four times. I know. I'm, I'm proud of you. DC experiment. <laughs> <laughs>